Good morning, Living Word. Good morning, morning Mannaites. Certainly, God, He picked us up, turned us around, and placed our feet on solid ground. Amen. We give God thanks for a beautiful day. And you know how we started. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. It is always a pleasure to be up. Early in the morning, um, you know, back in the day, we had this old saying, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. It sure does. <laughs> Praise God. So we thank God for every opportunity. Amen. That we wake up early, get our day started early. We get focused. We put our plans together. Write down what we've got to do for the day. Put them in the order of priority and just go at it today. Amen. In the strength of the Lord, because you woke up, you acknowledged God, you spoke to him, you prayed, you thanked him. Thank him for his energy and thank him for the strength and thank him for giving you the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to make good decisions today and that you will work unhindered. And all that you have to do today. So I speak that all projects that must be accomplished today will be accomplished without delay. Amen. And that God will move every hindering person or spirit or feeling. You know, because sometimes our feelings can just mess up our day, right? We remember something bad that happened. It just ruins your day. You spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. So the it's like a downer. You know, we have those downer feelings. Uh, just eradicate that today. Do not allow the downer feeling to get into your emotion and into your mind today. Amen. Let there be happy thoughts. Happy things come back to memory. Happy days. You know, as I was preparing for today, I, I began to think about the energy I had when I was 16. How many of you remember when you were 16? You were just so energetic and Every day was like, for me, every day was good, like a day of exploration, just exploring the world, you know, um, new things to do, new things to learn, new friends to make. That's how I was. You know, I just enjoyed every day, the beauty of every day. I was one of those, you know, go lucky young men, you know, didn't really worry about stuff. I just enjoyed, you know, who I was. And, and sometimes you just want to remember those beautiful times when you were a child. You know, you didn't really have no responsibility other than doing your chores. And my chores was mainly to empty the garbage and to wash the cars, <laughs> which is no issue. Make my bed. You know, you wake up in the morning, make your bed. I used to take pride in my bed being perfect, my room being perfect. You know, my mom never had to come in my room and make her face. My room was just perfect. I just took pride in those kind of things. And sometimes you just want to remember those beautiful days, those days and no responsibility other than just a little bit of chores and do your schoolwork and get good grades. That's all it was. Beautiful things. So when we think of those things, 
it sort of brings a smile to your face. Some of the people you met back then, the friends you had, brings a smile to your face, right? And so that's what we want sometimes. We just want to remember the good days, beautiful times, and it makes today so much nicer when we can think of something beautiful, think of some good things that God has done in our lives, some places that we visited, some things that we did. When we were young, you know, I used to run and jump. Remember double dutch, <laughs> jump rope? I learned all that from the young ladies in my neighborhood, how to jump double dutch and all that stuff. Just a lot of fun. It was just great times. And so I give God thanks for those great times. It keeps me smiling when, you know, when we have issues, when trouble comes. You know, we just have to think back to the good things that God has allowed to happen in our lives and how we have received so much from the hand of God. Amen. I remember our days in church and the fun that we had. Remember when we got saved and all those things and the change that came over us. We got baptized with the Holy Spirit, the change that came over us. When you remember those things, it brings joy to you. It does to me, and hopefully it does the same for you. Amen. So this day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice because God is still good. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. And so we're going to talk about, still talk about this wonderful world part two. <laughs> yes, it's a wonderful world. I think there's a song that talks about the wonderful world. I'm going to find it. I'm going to play it one morning. Right? It's a wonderful world. And a wonderful world can exist in a world of love. You know that song I play? What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Yeah. If we can live in a world of love, may I present to you a wonderful world. It's a world of love. A world where there's no hate, there's no fear, right? Because it's all love. And so we're going to continue to talk about that. Um, I started on yesterday. We, this is part two. And I pray that this, what I'm talking about, is what I'm learning also, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about. Not sure why he got me talking about this right now, but it is what it is. Um, maybe there's some things he wants to teach me. There's some things he wants to teach you. And we all can learn. We all can learn together as we go through Scripture. Right. And so the Bible says that God is is love. Right? Um, and that's in first John chapter four and verse eight. It says the one who doesn't love has yet to know God for God is love. That means it. So that means God doesn't just have love. He is love is part of his attribute part of who he is. God cannot separate himself from his love. It's who he is. Right? God is not, God is, love is not something that God does. Love is something that God is. He is love. And it's important that we understand that, right? Because it's not something that he does. It's who he is. It's part of him. So love is part of God. Without love, he wouldn't, he cannot be God because he is love. It's part of him. You know, the first listed fruit of the, of the spirit is love. 
right? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and, and so forth. And so the first part, the first listed fruit of the Spirit is love. And that's the Spirit of God inside of us. So that same Spirit or the same attribute of God, if we have the Spirit of God, then that attribute is now in us and it should be us, if you know what I mean. So what we're saying is that when we can understand who God is and that God is love, and if his spirit is in us, then what God is is what we should be. And hope we can get that because, see, we, we, we see love as something we do rather than who we are. And I believe that when we begin to see love as who we are, because that's who God is, and because God is in us, and God has manifested himself through us, right? So the love that's in us is because, is because God is love, and God dwells in us, all right? Um, if, we, if we continue... In First um, John four, and I'm going to talk about some real life situations to bring it um, closer to something that we could understand. And verse ten said, "This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sin. So God proved who he was by sending his son." Right, because remember the scripture before that, the verse before that describes who God is, or really tells us who God is that God is love. And the fact that He sent His Son is proof to us of who God is. Okay, I know we always equate it with what He does, but love is who God is. He said, This is love that he sent his own son to die for us and to, that he may become a pleasing sacrifice. And then in verse 11, it says, delightfully loved one, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Should be. That, that word be means our being. That's who we should be. That's who we should be. be. That's who we should become lovers of God, lovers of each other, and lovers of self. Right? That must be the attribute that firstly expresses itself through us as children of God. Right? And verse 12 said, no one has ever gazed, up, gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor, but if we love one another... God makes his permanent home in us, and we make our permanent home in him. And his love is brought to its full expression in us. So, what the word of God is saying, and this is not easy stuff. Like, as I said before, Christianity is not for the weak-minded. Christianity is for those who are strong. You got to be strong to be a child of God and to, and to express love or to allow who God is to be expressed through us in a world where you're receiving hate, in a world where love is not necessarily reciprocated. It takes a strong will to, to allow the expression of who God is in spite of 
our daily circumstance. And, and that, and you know, when we think about it, um, some of us are in really, really tough circumstances. But if we truly understand who God is, and we understand his spirit that is in us, we will submit ourselves for his true expression of love. That means we, we become what he is. <laughs> and I know that's really strange. We become what he is. What do you mean? Simply means if God is love, then that is what we should become. And how do we become that? By submitting ourselves to God, right? And allow him to express through um, express true love through us, right? And so it's important that we understand that concept because if we don't understand the concept, everything about love is just stress. It's just, just doesn't seem real. And we'll never get to a wonderful world if we cannot get a wonderful world in our minds, if we cannot get a wonderful world in our hearts, if we, doesn't, if we refuse to allow God to express himself. You know, when the Bible says quench not the spirit, it's not just, you know, stopping praise and worship in the middle of it. It's not just shouting and somebody tell you to be quiet. No, quenching the spirit is quenching or stopping the expression of God through us. That's what it is, really, you know, when you're trying to, when you, when God is trying to express himself through us with love, right? When we allow God to really be himself in us, then we become an extension of God in the earth realm, an expression of his love in the earth realm. That is where God wants us to be. God doesn't want us to be this, you know, this hateful person, um, this unloving and fearful person you know, and jealous, resenting persons. That's not God. <laughs> no, he wants us to express true love, amen, through gentleness and kindness and all those things that prove who God is through us. <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ was an expression of God, God's love. It was an expression. He was an expression of God's love. We need to look at it as that. Jesus coming to the earth to die for our sins is an expression of who God is. And the Bible said God is love. So him sending his son, it was just an expression of his love, his true attribute. Are we like that? What will we sacrifice as a true expression of love? Because love... When, when we really love, there should be nothing too hard for us to do for the object of our love. Mm -hmm. Why do you think God says that we ought to love him with all our heart, soul, mind, strength? Mm -hmm. That means there is nothing we will not do for him. That's, what, that's really what it means. Yeah. How could it mean anything less? And then he says, love others as you learn to love yourself. How can you love yourself? by You, you love yourself by loving God. And when you love God, we become the expression of God's love. Amen? And when we become the expression of God's love, it is no problem loving ourselves 
And when we love ourselves, it's no problem loving others. Why? Because God first loved us. So first God loves, second we love ourselves, and thirdly we love everyone else. That's how we can love our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. And so it's important that we get that, that we understand that. You know, that's something that, that's, that is something that, that I'm understanding. That's something that I'm learning, right? Um, and look at verse 11. It said, delightfully loved ones. If he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor. But if we love one another, remember, which is an attribute of God, God makes his permanent home in us and we make our permanent home in him and his love is brought to its full expression in us. You see that? And see, and so loving one another, loving God, loving one another is creates or is an expression that God is permanently has made his home in us. And we have permanently made our home in him. Simply means we are one with God and God is one with us. Amen. And how do we know that? The other verse tells us, and he has given us his spirit within us so that we can have the assurance that he lives in us and we live in him. That's how we know if you have the Holy Spirit in you, then you have God in you and we are in God. It's incredible. Think about that. God in us. But it's not just God in us. We are also in God. That means we are one with God. And the assurance of that is his spirit in us. If we don't have the Holy Spirit, we don't have God in us. We don't. Neither are we in God. Because the only way we can know that we are one with God is his spirit in us. The Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit in us is the mark, is the seal, it is the proof, it is the assurance that God is in us. We always say the scripture, great is he that is in us and he that is in the world. Certainly that's very, very true. That's scriptural. But greater are we because we are also in God. You see, we always think about God in us, but we never think about us being in God. And when we think about us being in God, it will help to train our minds. And because if we're in God, there's some things that we will not do. Why? Because we are in God. We are united with God. And so if we're united with God, we will do what God loves. We will hate what God hates. And, you know, because we are in God. That is the assurance that we have is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so um, learning this thing about love and creating this wonderful world, this can only happen where there is love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in verse 16, say we have come into this intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us, for God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. These are just beautiful scriptures. I think it really breaks it down for us, give us an idea, you know, that 
that when we really love, those who, those who are really living in love are really living in God, and God is living through us. You see, Jesus says, when you see me, you see the Father. Right? So he's, he's saying that I'm just an expression of God. I'm expression of my Father in heaven. He says, the words I say is simply what I hear my Father say. And what I do is what I see him do. He simply is an extension or an expression of who his heavenly Father is. And so that is what God is asking for us. We want to create this wonderful world, this beautiful world. It begins in our heart. It begins in our mind. It begins with the understanding of love, the greatest of all these things. Remember, prophecy is going to cease. All those things are going to cease. But the only thing going to remain is faith, hope, and love. And Paul said the greatest of these is love. So love is going to be forever. Why? Because God is love amen we got to get that and so if we're not loving each other then could it be because we are quenching the spirit of god that is in us you know it says by living in god love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may Fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. You see that? All that Jesus is. Jesus is an expression of God. And he says, so are we in this world. Jesus is the son of God. So are we in this world. For as many as receive him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God. So are we. In this world, as Jesus was, as Jesus is, now is, so are we in the world. Jesus was an expression of love. And he, expression, he expressed that love by sacrificing himself to take away the sins of the world. No greater love than this, than a man would lay down his life for his friend. That's great love. Amen. Unconditional love. Right? He didn't do it because he wanted love in return. He did it because that's who he is. That's how we're called to be. We don't, we don't love because we have an expectation that they're going to love us. Certainly, we want people to love us, but that is not why we love. We love because we are an expression of who God is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we want heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is, is in an environment that is full of love. Yes, it is. It makes all things livable. In an environment of love, it makes all things livable. Listen, you have heard of people who are objectively poor. They have nothing. You know, they live on the just the bare minimum. But because there's so much love in the family, so much love in the home, they don't recognize poverty. It's nothing to them. Why? Because they, they're in a wonderful world of love. Right? They share the litter that they have, and it gives them joy. And there are some people who have everything, and they just cannot stand each other. Live in the biggest houses, and there's no love. <laughs> Listen, what you own 
not necessarily can create a wonderful place for you. No, it's the love of God in your heart. And without love, your house is not a home. You need love. You need the love of God. You need that expression of God's love to make your house a home. A house is just a house. And then you want to make it a home? Let the love of God be in your house. Then it becomes a home, a place of peace, a place of tranquility, a place of joy, a wonderful world. You must first create it in you by allowing God to be expressed through you. Amen. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. So Jesus says, as I am, so should you be. You get that? As I am, so should you be. So God says, hey, I'm love. Guess what? We need to be love. That's why the Bible said love one another. The Bible said the world should know us. <laughs> not of not by our speaking in tongues, not by miracles, no, but by our love for the brethren, how we love each other. The world should know us by our love. Amen. And so I pray that, you know, as we read this, and I want you to go back and read First John 4, read that whole chapter. You know, and just read it and read it five, six, seven times. Because sometimes you got to read stuff multiple times to get the full understanding. Read different versions, translations of it, so you get the full understanding of it as we traverse um, through this whole topic and, you know, this wonderful world of love. Or love a wonderful world as we continue to explore this world. We want to explore this world of love like a 16-year-old, like everything is fascinated. We need to get out of this old mentality. Oh, we're old now, we're stuck, we're this, we're that. No, 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 no. No, let's get out of that. Let's get excited again. Let the excitement of the newness of life, this wonderful world that we're going to explore and we're going to see what it's like and, and every day is something new. That's the excitement we want. When we talk about love, love a wonderful world. We're going to continue on this tomorrow. Um, this is just, this. I, I mean, I get excited talking about this because it's just, it just moves your emotion. That's the thing about love. You know, it always, it always shifts your emotion, right? You can't have love and not have an expression of emotion. It does. It just, that's just what love does. Right? And I'm not talking about lust and infatuation. And all. No, I'm talking about true love that moves your emotions correctly. That's what I'm talking about. Right? And so, a children of God, the Bible said, if we love one another, God dwelleth in us and his love is perfected in us. Right? Real love is selfless, free from fear. It pours out itself upon the object of his affection without demanding anything in return. First John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast it all fear out, cast it out all fear. And so love is God in manifestation. Amen. And so pure, unselfish love 
It's who God is. And, you know, when we love like that, it draws love back to us, right? See, love doesn't have to demand itself. It just be who it is. And it, you see, love will connect with love. When other people are walking in love, there's a magnetic attraction that locks up, locks you together. And you love each other in spite of each other's limitation. All right? You know, you can love people who you're not married to. <laughs> you can love people um, uh, on your work. You can love people. I mean, just you love your kids. You're not married to them. Right? But it's real love. It's real love. It's just shown, expressed in a different way. Like when I say I love you, I do love you. And I should love you. When you say you love me, yeah, you should love me for real. And not just to say it. See, we, we get so used to just saying, oh, I love you. You know, just like, it's just like people say, oh, I'm praying for you. And not spend not one moment praying for you. <laughs> Right? It's just words. It's just cliche. So I want to get us out of that space, that space where things like this are just cliche or just words we say because it sounds good or because that's what we're used to saying and get us to a place where we understand true love creates a wonderful world. I want us to live in a wonderful world, a world of love. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for today. We thank you for the grace that you have given unto us each and every day. We thank you for the blessing, the anointing, the power of love. Father, we just tell you thank you. Thank you for doing what you do for us, God. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you for showing us what true love is. Thank you for letting us know that love is who you are. It's your attribute. And I pray that today, God, we will get this in our psyche, get it into our minds. Hallelujah. That we can be that expression of love for you, for ourselves, and also for each other. Lead us and direct us, Father God. We want to be the true expression of you in the earth, just as how Jesus was. Because he was a true expression, he submitted himself, even unto death. And so, Father, we thank you, for his love was real. He was a real expression of your love for us. And so we thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. And I pray, God, that we would grow in this understanding. And Father, in spite of how people respond to us, in spite, of, in spite of how people treat us, we will allow your attribute of love to be expressed through us. Let self be slain today. Let our negative and fearful attitude be slain today, God. And let your spirit, and let your power, let the fruit of your spirit be expressed in us and not just in us, but through us. 
that others may receive of you because of us. God, we give you thanks and we give you praise. Now thank you for the favor that you have placed on our heads, the increase on our hands and the swiftness on our feet. Thank you, Father, for forgiving our past, preserving our present and guaranteeing our future for there's not a feeble one amongst us. But we're healthy, we're wealthy, we're strong in you, our God, and in the power of your might. For though our beginning was small, our latter end has greatly increased. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.